Oh, hi there. <laughs> Welcome to the very first episode of the Attraction Project podcast. I don't have a fancy sign on yet, but thank you all so much for being here today. My name is Alyssa, and contrary to the name of it, this is not a Law of Attraction podcast. I know, crazy. This is a place where we come to get real with ourselves, face the patterns that have kept us stuck in negative cycles of attracting unhealthy and unfulfilling relationships, and take the action to break them and start attracting what and who we deserve. Okay, and this really is a project. This is not some overnight fix. We may have to find a lot of missing pieces. We may have to scrap the whole damn thing and start from scratch. But it's worth it, I promise you. So what we're going to get into in future episodes goes way beyond the media's version of what it means to attract or manifest. I'm not an internet guru. I'm not here to lead you down any go-nowhere rabbit holes and give you a bunch of quote-quote manifestation hacks that will make you attract your dream life or dream partner in 24 hours or less. Maybe you went down that road, but we're going to get real about what we're attracting and how to change it if it's not working for us. See, the law of attraction is only one of many universal laws that can help us navigate life a little more easily. So you'll be hearing me mention a lot of those. And while these episodes will be mainly relationship-focused, there's an unspoken connection between who we attract and what we attract into our lives. And this includes jobs, financial status, where we live, life events, etc. All of these things are connected through our beliefs about ourselves, our beliefs about life, and our level of self-worth. And by the way, I say things and people that we attract into our lives simply because it's a little quicker, I guess. But I want to clarify that we are also attracted to these things and people. I'll be more specific when in context, but this podcast is also going to be about taking responsibility for what we may have laid out as a metaphorical welcome mat for certain people and circumstances. But more on that in future episodes. We're also going to get into the past a little bit. I'll talk about relationship attachment styles and how childhood influences what we currently attract. Because if you took Psychology 101, or even if you didn't, you may have heard that the first seven years of life are the most crucial in creating our belief systems, and they continue to hardwire in us as we get older. So we're going to get to the core of these beliefs, reframe them, reprogram them, and step by step, you'll start seeing your reality change just like I finally started to see in mine. I'll share examples from my life and experiences throughout this podcast, but as a general overview, I can say that I've spent most of my 33 years of life stuck in a kind of fog, not knowing who I was, who I wanted to be, or how I would even get there once I figured it out. Up until a few years ago, I was an aspiring actress, but I poured my energy into the nine to five life, so to speak, working a ton of office and retail jobs just to make ends meet, which I always seem to struggle with anyway. And I also grew up in a family dynamic that didn't offer a lot of support or availability and also included mistreatment by someone in our family at the time. So ultimately, this led to future relationships that offered similar types of dynamics. And all of this seemed to start crashing down on me just a few years ago, from the financial struggle to the relationship struggles, job struggles. I wasn't taking care of myself like I should have been. I felt sick all the time for one reason or another. I had to get on medication for depression, anxiety, trouble sleeping, ADHD eventually. There was just this weight that I was carrying around with me made up of shame, fear, and shitty self-worth. But it turns out I needed this to come crashing down on me so that I could finally look at all these patterns and make the changes that I needed to make to flip the switch of my life. 
deep, I know. <laughs> but after getting through a few pity parties, of course, I looked at this as a responsibility. Things don't just happen to us. Yes, our upbringing can set the stage for what we'll eventually attach ourselves to, and that is not our fault. But there is a series of events that leads up to every crappy circumstance. Decisions were made. We may have gotten lost on our life paths at some point because we were navigating life through the lenses of these crappy belief systems. And what's done is done, right? Here we are. But we can take control of our future decisions and start seeing real change all around us. I had to look at what actions and habits I was perpetuating, what people I was choosing to surround myself with, and the things that I thought that I wanted out of life. I stopped catering to the things and people that weren't serving me and set those invisible lines, yes, the B word, boundaries. If you listen to topics like this already, you may have heard that word everywhere at this point, and you may hear me say a lot of repeat buzzwords like that. But my hope is that I can offer you a fresh perspective and boundaries are simply things we are not tolerating in our lives. We may not know this, but we're allowed to pick and choose who we let into our space. We are not truly stuck with anything. So anyway, I learned about the law of attraction and universal laws back in 2020, basically when the pandemic hit or right before. And I did all the things, all the techniques, the meditations, the visualizations, wrote down what I wanted every day. You know, a lot of the things that people on social media tell you to do to get what you want. But honestly, none of these things really worked for me. Part of it was because I didn't know I had ADHD and couldn't visualize or meditate in ways that helped me get the clarity that I needed. Meditation did work in its own way for different purposes, but when I was using it to try and attract something specific, it didn't work for that because I didn't know what I wanted. I kept seeing people on social media living their best lives, thinking that I wanted the same things, but really I didn't. Turns out I was trying to fit myself to someone else's life path, and my life started to reflect that inauthenticity. So I got to know myself more and found out what worked for me. I let go of things that I thought I was aligned with but wasn't, and new inspiration started coming to me little by little because I was enjoying the process of getting to the core of who I am. I'm telling you, there is magic in authenticity. I also started meeting like-minded people, which is a pretty big key to attracting awesome things in your life because you are who you surround yourself with, right? You are who you flock with. Who do you want to be surrounded by and who do you represent? So anyway, throughout future episodes, I'll also be reminding you of the importance of present moment awareness or mindfulness in relationships. You may hear about this a lot too, but there is science attached to the importance of this. Think about it like this. We have been trained over time with advertising, Hollywood, social media, and even sometimes just growing up without a lot of money to constantly want, want things want people, different lives. Again, this is not our fault, but our brains actually create pathways that program us to want things instead of taking proper action to have and enjoy them long-term. So we're trained to novelty seek in a way, and before we know it, our relationship is falling apart and we have no idea what happened because we kind of weren't altogether there. So gratitude is a great way to start practicing this. I'm not religious, but there's a Bible quote that pertains to this, and I'm paraphrasing, but it says, To he who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But he who has not, even that which he has, will be taken away. 
To me, this means that if you focus on having, you receive more. And if you focus on lacking, you get more evidence of lack. What are you pouring your energy into? So find something in each moment as best as you can to be grateful for what and who you have. If we can't enjoy a good majority of our experiences, we won't be happy with anything, really. Moments and experiences that we love will be fleeting and we'll be right back to feeling that lack and start wanting the next thing or person. It's so important to enjoy the process or the journey of reaching these things that make you feel happy and fulfilled. There's so much fluff out there about quote, quote, manifestation and how if we just change our thoughts, visualize the things that we think, yes, I say think, we want, and do a few beep bop boop techniques that the universe will just kind of drop these things into our laps for us. That is not how it works. We have to train our minds to love the journey and the actions that we take along the way. And that's where inspired action comes in. If this thing or person or type of relationship is really what you want, focus on taking the first action step that will light you up and gear you towards the next step in achieving it. This process might even mean that you realize this isn't what you want after all. And that's okay. That's part of the journey too. I can't tell you how many things I thought I wanted out of life because I really thought I was aligned with it or it just looked good on someone else. So I had to figure me out. And radical self-awareness plays a huge role as well. Become honest about you, what you value out of life, and also look at the things that you may have been suppressing for a long time. There's a term in psychology introduced by Carl Jung, who was a 20th century psychiatrist who worked alongside Freud at one point. You know, impressive, right? But he coined the term the shadow self. And you'll hear me mention this a lot too, but our shadow self is a cultivation of the darker parts of ourselves. Negative emotions, undesirable characteristics, and sometimes things that we just don't want to admit live inside us. And we've suppressed and buried these things deep within ourselves. We've hid these aspects of ourselves from the world, most likely out of fear of rejection. And one minor example of this is suppressing anger. Because who likes anger, right? So maybe we've just pushed that deep down, didn't speak our minds when we needed to, and that built up over time, and now it's a problem. And maybe it comes out in unhealthy ways at inappropriate times. This is all about healthy expression. Because guess what? We need anger. We need to express negative emotions to help us set those boundaries and act as messages that tell us what things and people work for us, so to speak, and don't work for us. We think that we only need to experience pleasant things, but there's also a universal law of polarity, which states that we need both the positive and the negative to get the full scope of the human experience. We were innately born with quote, quote, negative emotions, but over time, we learned that they could potentially push people away. So we just shove them down for so long and it starts interfering with our authenticity and ultimately our overall happiness. We become too agreeable and too tapped into what others want, neglecting our needs. And I believe that we cannot create a truly fulfilling life until we've learned how to be authentic to who we are. So this overall work is called shadow work, and it's about integrating these parts of ourselves in a healthy, authentic way. So stay tuned for more mentions of that. And the last thing that I want to get into as far as what you can expect from future episodes is more along the science of attraction. So you may have heard that about 95% of our thoughts, beliefs, and neural programs are subconscious. So they're below our conscious awareness. 
We don't know they're running on autopilot and dictating our actions, behaviors, and what we're energetically attracted to until we become aware of the patterns that they come with. And that's a lot. 95% versus 5% of the control we do have. But back to ages 0 to 7, these are our most vulnerable times that shape who and what we can attract in the future. These beliefs about what we deserve get created and reinforced over time, so we'll talk about how to recognize when they show up in our relationships and dating patterns, and how you can take new actions to start creating new beliefs that guide you to different types of people. Like I said, it's a project. So these are all sort of blanket categories as far as what we'll cover throughout these episodes. Of course, we'll get into other topics alike, but that is the overview of what to expect coming up in this podcast. That'll do it for the very first episode. Thank you all so, so much for listening today, and I'll catch you in the next one.